Welcome back to the Side Draft Podcast. Man, there's a lot to dive into. Kyle Busch, uh, is he actually going to retire if he doesn't get a ride? We'll talk about that. Plus, He's done. He won uh, He oh, won yeah. at Bristol. He's done. He's going to be Brexton's truck driver from now on after, after this season. He'll enjoy that. Um, Ross Chastain, we're going to get into the Talladega race first, talk about our fantasy, then we'll go into our fantasy lineup. I, I didn't want to any people in the wrong direction there. Our fantasy lineup for NASCAR, then we'll dive into Dover. I feel like you're already throwing salt here, buddy. Uh, hey, you know what? <clears throat> I'll throw shade at uh, Jeremy. He can go ahead and keep on using his drivers <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what did you say? He had four left of uh, a four couple left, of drivers? Four left of Byron and Bowman. Good luck, dude, because Bowman finds a way to get to be there late in most races. Byron's been really – he's been one of the best drivers probably all year long, but still flying under the radar, I think, in mm-hmm. some regards. Um, Ross joining Byron, speaking of – of Byron as the only driver with two wins this season. Uh, puts Ross in obviously a really good spot. He's in the playoffs no matter what at this point, no matter what, what happens. I mean, he was in that way anyways, given what he had done. But the one thing, and we'll dive into the race in a, in a, in a second in more detail, but you brought it up. Ross drove the same car at Talladega, Super Speedway, that he drove and won at, at Coda, a road course. So it's like as... As mind-boggling as you think that is, it just goes to show you how flexible these next-gen cars are with some simple adjustments here and there. You can run it at a super speedway. You can run it at a road course. And that's a huge box that they wanted to check. That is a huge thing that they wanted to do with the next-gen car. They wanted to be able to take this car and be able to run this car at the Coliseum and then (laughs) take it to Auto Club Speedway and then take it to Phoenix and then take it to the Bristol Dirt Track and then take it to Talladega and then still be able to run it on a road course. And I think that is a big check in the uh, the success column because, well, as we saw, Ross Chastain has uh, brought a road car road course car to a super speedway and, and won in both places. As unbelievable as that sounds, here is Ross after the race is done. Uh, as, as elated as you would expect, but he really didn't even do anything. That was more of the funny parts <laughs> of the interview. Cal, I'm always the one going to the top too early and making the mistake. And there at the end, it was like eight to go. And I was like, I'm not going up there again. I did that a couple times today. And uh, I was like, I'll just ride in the bottom. If it works, like, I'm not going to lose the race for us. I'll just let them. And um, I have no idea. They just kept, they kept going up, and they, they just kept moving out of the way. You come to Trackhouse Racing. Could you ever imagine this mo- amount of success this early on in your tenure here? No, Regan. Are you kidding me? You know me. I've wrecked myself so many times and gotten into it with guys. I probably got watermelon seeds. Well, there's no, this is a true seedless. Am I good? Would you tell me this time? I would definitely tell you this time. Yeah, I mean, Justin Marks and, and what he laid out for us was ambitious, and, and I had no idea, you know, what, what to expect other than I knew I had my group from last year. I had Advent Health, the Moose, now with Worldwide Express, and Jockey coming on board. We've got partners. They're believing in us. We started the, rate, the year with a lot of races open. We're almost full now. And it's because of the vision of Justin Marks, Pitbull, Armando. We won, dude! <laughs> as, as, as hyped up and as crazy uh, as you would expect him to be. But I think it's interesting, too. So they, they start the year, and this is something that, ironically, Kyle Busch is getting and Gibbs is trying to figure out with is sponsorship. Uh, you start out the year, you have some question marks. Well, you know, it, it, the vision looks good, but we need to see production from Suarez. We need to see production from Ross. And as the years progress, there's people who have started to buy in more and more and more to the stock of Trackhouse. And now, I mean, it, Suarez has been knocking on the door for a little bit now. 
still finds himself outside of the playoffs at the moment. Yeah, and, barely. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's right there. <clears throat> and he's been involved in some accidents, of course, too, which have really hurt hurt, hurt him in the points. But Ross having these couple of wins, it, it's it, it's proof that what they're doing at Trackhouse is really working. And what, whether it be Marks or whether it be Pitbull or, or the collective in, in total plus the driving of Suarez and, and, and Ross Chastain, there's a lot of excitement moving forward for these guys. And it also helps that they drive the Chevys as well, which – at the moment, seem to have that little bit of an edge compared to the other the other manufacturers. Look, I was a big cheerleader of these guys and this team. You know, from from the beginning of the season, they they came in with the foundation already laid out for them. You know, with the acquisition <laughs> of of Chip Ganassi and 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 his Cup program, they had it all laid out, and they were at the same starting point every other team was with the the brand new car. And they have likable drivers. How can you not love yeah. a guy like Ross Chastain, <laughs> given that kind of a, a post-race interview? He's just a likable driver, you know? And yeah. the same thing with, with, uh, with Suarez. You know, he's, he's a likable dude. He's, he's, like you said, right on the cusp of getting that win. He's right on the cusp of, of having two track house cars getting in the playoffs and, and being right there and, and competitive you know, again, I have no problem putting either one of those cars in my lineup week in and week out because you know you have a chance with either one of those cars at any track you go to. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, because you look at the buy-in from sponsorships, and you have the proof now, as you said, with the vision. Now they're giving results. Obviously, Kyle Busch has been in, in M&M's leaving, Skittles leaving, whatever. The candy no longer wants to – they no longer want Kyle Busch to be the candy man. Um, his future with Joe Gibbs is under some certain question. And you, you could even say – like, I think there was a rumor before the season started that Martin Truex Jr. was just waiting to see how the cars drove right. and what he liked about it and didn't. And maybe he would decide, hey, you know what, I I love it, but I'm done. And, of course, with Kyle Busch in this video, people are people are like, Ty, Ty Gibbs is going to be the driver of the 18 car now. And, and like all these rumors starting up. But I think they're going to get a deal done according to reports. But here's uh, Kyle Busch being asked about his future at Joe Gibbs Racing. Do you have any sort of time frame for when you want your plans to be decided for next year? Yesterday. You're getting antsy <laughs> about it? I'm not getting antsy about it. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Goodbye. So goodbye is an option? Ask Joe Gibbs. Have you been knocking on his door about it? Not my problem. Is it their problem then, right? <laughs> Got to sell it. If you don't sell it, then... Nothing to sell or nothing to have. So it's all about the sponsor. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's got to be frustrating, though, in this day and age. Mm, yeah. Uh, truck series is probably 95% kids with money. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that yes. if you don't get anything from Gibbs, that there'll be somebody else out there that, that you land at? Probably not. Well, they're not going to let you go. They'll figure out something, won't they? Ask Joe Gibbs. So, would you retire rather than leave JGR? Really? I mean, what are we well, doing? You just, well, you just said to Bob, probably not. So I just want to clarify that. I don't want that to be mistaken. I would say I lost my ride. Full trickle once said. If you're on the outside looking at a silly season, uh, you don't end up with a ride for next year. Is there another series you would entertain running? Um, no, I'll probably be Brexton Bush's truck driver. Oh, that, that sounds great. And the, I don't know if you heard Bob's question quite enough. He said if 
if you're not there, do you think that you'll be able to land somewhere other than Joe Gibson? He said, probably not. Hence the reason why he was asked the retirement question. Um, <clears throat> look, uh, I think a lot of people would like to have Kyle Busch as a driver because of his skill set. But at the same time, you know, I don't know if Kyle Busch wants to go anywhere other than Joe Gibbs. I, I mean, I don't. he wouldn't want to go back to Hendrick. I can almost guarantee you that. It, he wouldn't want to go to Penske. I don't think. I don't think. I don't know if there'd be another place for him that would really be suitable, given what, just just how things have kind of transpired. I don't know if there is a, a different place for him that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, and and you know, let's let's just play devil's advocate here. How much race does does Kyle want <laughs> there to be left? You know, if you if that's you look a at question. it, Bre- Brexton is Bre- you see just as many posts about Brexton racing and winning as you All used time, to about, about like, yeah. Kyle. You know, so who's to say that Kyle doesn't take a step back if it doesn't work out? Now, I'm not saying it's not going to work out. I, I have a very strong feeling that there could be, you know, uh, maybe a, a two- or three-year deal that, yeah. you know, he stays in the 18 car, you know, because it's <clears throat> it's not just Skittles. It's not just M- M&Ms. It's not just double mint gum. You know, he's got the interstate batteries <laughs> deal going. He's got – he had the pedigree deal going. You know, they're – it's NASCAR. There are sponsors everywhere. Look at some of these guys. You know, they, they run a different paint scheme every single week. Well, and he's got he's got KBM, so he's already got some sponsorship ties. Do you, well, and that and that lead that I, that gave me a thought on Rowdy Energy. Would, would he would he potentially kind of like what Tony Stewart did? I, I'm not okay. I'm gone from Gibbs. I'm forming my own team or co-owning a team. Yeah, where's the I, charter I, though? I, I, I well. I don't know if anybody would get involved or who would be willing to get involved or how much the charter would be because obviously that's part of the reason why Junior hasn't gotten involved with the Cup because it's so expensive mm-hmm. to field a team. If you say, okay, this is what, like, kind of like what Tony Stewart's done. I'm going to be a co-owner of a team. I get somebody else who has got maybe more money who's willing to invest in myself because I'm Kyle Busch. Tony sure. Stewart, he, they want it, Stewart, uh, Gene Haas wants to invest in Tony Stewart. And the team let him run you, another couple of seasons you bring, before he retire. You bring two. Well, say he say he stays with Gibbs and then he forms a team after that because he's third thirty six now. He'll be thirty eight at, at the end of that two years. So theoretically, or actually, he's about to turn thirty seven, so he'll be thirty nine. Say he forms a team at age thirty nine, and kind of like what Tony Stewart did, runs two, three, four seasons, maybe max, maybe two or three more seasons. At that point, he's got maybe two cars. If he probably would want to have Toyota for sure, of course. Uh, if he, at considering that, he was was the first yeah. one to run a Toyota, so, so at that point, Kyle Busch is one of the drivers, and then they bring up maybe maybe they bring up John John Hunter because John Hunter's got the Cup experience. Yep, it did really well actually in that front row car. Then wanted to go back because he wanted to win races. Say with with and with Kyle Busch's money and all of that and the investment, they would be better than front row. Oh no doubt. It, so. You have Kyle and John Hunter, and then when the time comes, Kyle can step back, be the owner like Tony Stewart is, and have more and more free time, go to Brexton's races and all that stuff. And whether it be Chandler Smith, a little bit of a controversial figure, but the guy that won the Snowball Derby nonetheless has won some races, but has some controversy. Yep. And then you have John Hunter as the mainstay, and then maybe you have somebody else who comes in. You've got a new team in NASCAR. And Kyle Busch can have more time with his family and still be involved in Cup at some points, and maybe do one-offs at road courses or or, or what have you. I I don't know if Kyle would want something like that, but that thinking ahead is kind of that's 
the only way that I see him outside of Joe Gibbs is doing something like that, where he, he finds somebody to partner with him, and they co-own a team, whether it be Kyle Busch Motorsports or uh, something with Kyle Busch being a co-owner of a team outside of him. I don't, he, he ain't going to join Penske. He's not going to join anybody else. It'll be his team, or he's going to stay with Joe Gibbs. Well, that, that's uh, to the me. thing. You're not, you're not going to see him. I, I don't think you're going to see him, like you said, go to any, especially any of the big-name teams. Yeah. He's not even going to entertain any of the low-end teams. You know, I mean, look, as soon as... So there's not many as, options. Right. Well, as, as I was going to say, as soon as he broke the record, uh, he, was, he was completely, you know, content <clears throat> with walking away from the Xfinity series. You know, so who's to say he's not content with just saying, oh, okay, well... Yeah. You know, it's it's not there. My my time has come. I've accomplished everything except a Daytona 500 victory. You know, let's uh, let's let's call it a day. And maybe he does feel like you said a, a one-off team each year and, and competes in the 500. Okay, so there's no way that Brexton's only six, is he? Yeah, because he was he was a baby when when Kyle had that major wreck at, uh, at Daytona. Yeah, when he year. broke his legs. Yeah, or whatever. Okay. So he's six. So you think, okay, theoretically speaking, he two years from now he'll be eight. Yep. At that point, Kyle is done with Joe Gibbs. He forms his own team. Say he goes two or three more years. Brexton's. If tenth. you're thinking Brexton's going to start Truck Series at eight, that's yeah, not yeah, then going to happen. <laughs> he, he, he he starts his his Cup team. After that, he races two or three more years. Brexton will be ten or eleven. Yep. At that point, he essentially re- retires from. Up and racing in general, and just wants to get Brexton ready. And then at age 15, 16, we see him hop in the truck series, and at that point, just goes on and on and on from there. Maybe Kyle Busch runs some one-offs, but or maybe Kyle likes being a co-owner, being a driver owner, and goes even longer than that. And then eventually, just as soon as Brexton turns twelve or thirteen, is like, you know what? I'll still own the team, but Brexton's. I want to get him ready to do this and this and this, and now obviously Brexton would be well and take a few steps even backwards from there. that. I mean, you know, you know, you can't get into the truck series yet, but what about the Arca series? Oh yeah, you know, what about the Wheel of Modifieds? You know, what about all these other get him plugged into NASCAR series? You know, get him, get him in the proverbial, you know, train. Get him in the the in the flow, and he's up and coming. So yeah, okay. If you take a step back, he's he's still running on daddy's name. He still has daddy's money. He still has everything set up for him. And like Kyle said, 95% of these guys in the truck series have money. And that's one of the things that lo- I love racing, but I wish that wish that it gave others a little bit more of an opportunity. But that's just racing in general, whether it be IndyCar, F1, uh, NASCAR. If you don't have money or you don't have appeal from a sponsorship perspective, Tools you, ain't cheap. You, you are not going to... It doesn't matter how good of a driver you are. If you can't bring money in, you're going to get overlooked. Cars cost money. So, which is obviously very difficult. Yes. To, you, know, if you're, you might be one hell of a driver, but if you don't have investment or you don't have parents who are blessed with some money, then it's very, very, very hard to actually make it. Um, and then, you know... Obviously, Brexton is set up in a spot where he could be very successful. But I want to jump back to the Talladega race. I was going to say, uh, by, by the time, say, by the we, time we do the podcast next week, oh, well, Kyle just signed a 10-year deal. And, right. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're speculating, but well, it's it's good conversation. But uh, So the Talladega race overall, jump into fantasy right now at the moment. Uh, my fantasy team, as I said last week, I am I was hoping that they would keep up, and that was it. And I think they did the job relatively well. Jeremy's in the lead. He is well down on, on his drivers, as we know. 
not the best day for you, Big Moose, either. But, I mean, it, it's one of those racetracks, like we say with Talladega and Daytona, you don't know what's going to happen. So, as a result, you take drivers who aren't going to give you many usages anyways, and you just hope and pray that things work out okay. You know, let's, my, my lineup was the <laughs> definition of super speedway racing. You know, with like kind of like you said, with two laps to go, with one lap to go, I was sitting there. Jeremy and I were neck and neck. I was sitting pretty. I had Bubba Wallace in my lineup. I had Kurt Busch in my lineup. <laughs> yep. I had Brad Keselowski in my lineup. You and I were the same on Bubba and Brad. And all of a sudden, you know, things happened right there coming down to the finish, which I'm very surprised didn't happen. Kind of, I, I think they even made this comment in the TV broadcast. How did this not happen two, three, four laps ago? You know, the way they held those cars together, running those yeah. last several laps, as much movement as there was, until the much trial, yeah. pump drafting as there was, to crash coming down to the checker flag was simply amazing. And I'm sorry, but again, the advancements and the safety in NASCAR, huge, because while it doesn't look bad on TV, oh, those are hard licks. Those late. are hard hits, and every single one of those cars kept all four tires on the ground. <clears throat> yeah. Which was huge, because we've uh, yeah. seen so many cars go flying on these super speedways. Joey Logano most recently doing the flip. Uh, Brennan Gaughan's done it. Obviously, Carl Edwards, the most famous one probably, exactly. going into the fence. So but, to, yeah. to know that all four of those cars stayed uh, on the track was, was again, huge advancements and, and another check for this, this next-gen car. But, uh, again, in, in a matter of a few hundred yards, my lineup went to complete garbage, and Jeremy picks up a win. And I didn't finish last, which means this is this was the absolute worst week for my fantasy because I didn't finish first, I didn't finish last. Yeah, I I, I took that Tyler Reddick having the belt go down like on lap two or three, whatever the heck it was, was very inconvenient. I was actually on the golf course at the time. I checked my lineup. I said, holy crap, he's he's 10 laps down. All right, I'm changing it. Uh, Suarez getting involved in that wreck with Joey uh, when Joey had gotten bumped and turned into the wall. Screw things up. Austin Dillon was, was my best driver, so shout out to Austin Dillon, and then Eric Amarola was there as well. Um, jump into next week, though, real quick. Dover. A lot of expectations then go into the Monster Mile. You look at it, the way that I said, I don't know if, if you would agree with me or not. I say it's more of a niche track where if you're really good there, you're probably going to be really good there regardless of what car you're in just because of the, the way that it's configured. And uh, we've seen Kevin Harvey be very good there. Mark Tricks Jr., obviously very good there. That's his home track. Uh, Danny Hamlin's been very solid there. Kyle Larson has as well. If you're looking at uh, a driver who you're going to pick to win, Big Moose, and then what's your lineup looking like? Who who are you taking this weekend? You know, Truex, he's it's uh, it's it hard is, to not pick him. It, it's hard to not pick him, and it, it's it, that's his home track, right? Yeah, because he's from Marietta, New Jersey. Yeah, he, he's from Jersey, but yeah, yeah. So that, that's basically his home, his home track. So and he's you been know, very good there. He's he's my number one pick this week. You know, you you got to love Truex. He's averaging 29.3 points uh, a, a week this season. You know, he's he's my number one pick. <clears throat> Strangely, he's he's my only Toyota pick this week. You know, Logano, he's he's another one that's as long as he can keep all four tires on the ground at Dover, you think back several years, he did uh, that that 22 barrel roll salute coming out of <laughs> out of 3 and 4, I believe it was. Where I just I didn't think that car was ever going to stop flipping. Burrow will salute. I like that. <laughs> but uh, you got you got Joey Logano in there. Suarez. He's in the NASCAR Power Rankings this weekend. At uh, at what? He's he's uh, I don't know. He's he's solid in the NASCAR Power Rankings. I I did. He's he's number twenty in the uh, the Power Rankings. Could very well be higher. Most definitely. And and again, 
it's it's track house, house racing, which we've seen with with his teammate, you know, very strong, coming off another win, and Daniel Suarez has been knocking at the door all season. Is is this his week? Why not take Ross Chastain? You know, he's been hot. Are they running the same car? They shaking it down already. They getting ready to transport <laughs> that to Dover. Make it three for three this season, you know. And then Austin Dillon, I, I think I've said this on the podcast a number of times, you put him in, in your lineup, you're either going to have a great week or you're going to have a not-so-great week. You just you hope for the best when you put him in your lineup. And and he's a solid uh, pick in the, the NASCAR power rankings this week as well because he's had more good weeks than he's had bad weeks this, this year. So I'm with you. I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. A guy to watch, I think, is Kevin Harvick just because he's been traditionally so good there. I, I think if he just – if he gets – whether it be the setup right or anything like that, if, if they figure out how to get his car running well, I think he can be very dangerous at, at this track, and I think he's going to have a really good run. I don't, whether he wins or not, I don't know. I'm picking Truex. Um, as, I, as I say, it's very difficult to, yeah. to not pick him. So I'm going, you convinced me to get rid of, of Denny. He's been very, very good there, but he's been very <laughs> inconsistent as well this season. I'm going to take Tyler Reddick, I think, has been. he's had some unfortunate go his way. Over the last couple of weeks, I think that That's he'll be able thing. to bounce he's back. Been, he's been so good every week. I know. It's just a matter of getting into an unfortunate <laughs> incident every I, week. I think he'll bounce back, at least again, and, and based on qualifying and practice, this could very well change. Um, but I've got Reddick, Martin Trex Jr., Byron, Bowman, Logano, and Kevin Harvick as my garage driver. I don't know if I'm going to – I've got – I don't think I'm going to change really anything besides Reddick. I might change Reddick, but everybody else I feel quite comfortable with given their history at – at Dover, and also just where they've been throughout the season. I mean, three of those four, dri- three of those uh, six drivers I've got have averaged over thirty points. And Truex Jr., as you mentioned, twenty nine point three on the season is is right there as well. For the matchups, you have Ross Chastain over Larson. I do, which I thought that was interesting. I've got Larson because he's been so good there recently, but he has he's been a little bit off this these these last four or five races. He was he was hot early in the season, and and yeah, he's just. Not not saying he's not bad, not saying, you know, you shouldn't bet against him. I just think Ross Chastain has, has got things going his way. He's got it figured out. And when you start winning, you don't want to stop winning. Right. So Alex Bowman and Byron, interesting matchup. I've got Byron there. Got that as well. Trex Jr. and Harvick, I've got I mean, how, how can you go against a kid that has two wins on the season? <clears throat> That's true. Which is why you're going with Chastain. Exactly. <laughs> Har- Harvick and Trex Jr., uh, the two... Uh, probably I don't know, I don't know if I'd call them favorites, but two two of the hot shots here at Dover. I, I got Truex. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Truex because again, home track and he's in my lineup. Chase and Tyler Reddick. I'm taking Chase. You can have Chase. I I still want to see Chase win this year. I just don't. I've got think Reddick in my happen. I've got Reddick in my lineup, but I don't have him in this. And I uh, I don't know. Chase Chase is the points leader by the way. If you go based on points, Chase is the points leader, but he has no wins. Right. He's been the most consistent as far as finishes go. But he, he doesn't have that win yet. So is he going to get it? I mean, he, he'll out of all the drivers, and again, if we have 17 winners, Chase ain't making it. And Denny, Denny would be ahead of him. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, <laughs> uh, if Chase doesn't win. Uh, it, it, which, at this point, I think it's a little bit further off than where we were about six or seven races in. Because now we have two repeat winners. We may have another one if... If Kyle Larson wins, well, that's the thing. We're only ten races in. There's still sixteen <laughs> so, races in the regular season. Yes, yeah, still, still plenty of time. But yeah, you, you, you'd like to see Chase get a win. Of course, it, if you get hot late, that, that that's the time you'd like to get hot. I, I've got Chase. You've got Reddick. Then 
In that I, I do have then. Redick, and, and I, I have Redick in my garage as, as a standby driver, too. You know, it's, Just it's in case if he happens to get through all trouble? Yes. So I want to run through the top. Which, again, has been hard because he gets into trouble in the third segment, so at what point do you pull the trigger and put him in? See, well, exactly. That's the problem. As soon as you replace the drivers and then things lock, something happens, and you're like, really? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. I, I, you know Thanks, what? NASCAR. You're, for, you're, you're foreshadowing this now because it's, it's going to happen this week. It might be your drivers. It might be my drivers. I'm hoping it's your drivers because I need to get back into that number one spot. I'm, I'm hoping I'm, it's Jeremy's drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and get those usages and have problems at the are, same are time. Are you out of any drivers yet, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and so, run them. <laughs> let, let, let's run through the top 10 real quick of these power rankings. So you mentioned Suarez is 20. Chase Elliott, they've got at one. That might just be because, look, he, he's the points guy. Um, he's compiled a an average of 4.33 average in, his nine, in nine Dover starts outside of the two accidents he had in 2019 and 2020. So he's consistent there. Again, it's avoiding trouble, though which I thought Chase would get involved in a wreck at, at, at Talladega because he always is involved in a wreck at, at the Super Speedways. But he, they got him number one. I, I don't. Is there somebody else you'd put at one, or do you think Chase is you think it's fair to have him at one? See, I don't, I don't like him at one, but they also, they also point out he has not scored fewer than 33 points since Fontana. You know, so that's, that that's, almost makes me want to put him in my fantasy lineup, even though I only have six usages left because he's been ticking off. Good finish after good finish after good finish. Watch. I'm about to make every Chase Elliott super <clears throat> mad right now. You should put him in your garage. He's going to be doing super well. Sub him in with two laps to go in the second segment. Something's going to happen. And then... This is what you're foreshadowing. Yes. Well, I'm not going to put him in my lineup then. <laughs> <laughs> As a result. So they, they, they have Ross Chastain second. Hang on. I'm changing my lineup real quick. Okay. They have, <laughs> they have Ross Chastain second. Up six from... Last week, uh, the comment is: Any doubters still out there? There shouldn't be. Uh, I don't think there should be either. But uh, him being second is that too high, or do you say ba- based again? These are power rankings based on now. It's not overall talent because I think Ross Wally would be up there. There's other drivers who you'd put probably ahead of him. As of right now, he's run a he's won a road course, he's won a super, super speedway. speedway, and he's been competitive at the intermediates. So there's no doubt in my mind that he is deserving of that number two spot. Ryan Blaney, they've got at number three. His highest is number one. His lowest is number 10. Um, His top 10 streak was snapped at four races. Still finished 11th. Uh, Tough way to lose a a top 10 streak by coming in 11th place. But nonetheless, he's been very, very good throughout the season. Um, I have no problem with Blaney being at three. And, And that's the thing. Blaney's always such a strong driver. You know, again, no matter where you put him, you know that... You, you've you've got a good driver in your lineup when when you run Blaney in in your fantasy lineup. Kyle Busch, they've got it four. I'm fine with this as well because I I think that he's Kyle Busch has been has been relatively consistent more than than the last couple of years. I would say most definitely he's he's been probably the best. He and Martin Truex have been the best Gibbs drivers without question. He may have been the best. Um, so they they've got Kyle Busch at four and then Byron at five. You think that's fine? Yeah, personally, I think Kyle Busch Mickey Mouse his way into that number four. No, I'm kidding. You know that that he, he, win he backed his way in <laughs> that uh, that win at, at Bristol. You know, no matter what you say, he's he's got to be in position to take that win at Bristol. And again, he's he's a contender. He's a competitor. 
You know, he's he's always going to be towards the top of the power rankings. You always got a competitor with Kyle Busch. That's that's solid at number four. William Byron, <laughs> I mean, again, he's, he's he does got, have two wins. He's got two wins in the season. Why wouldn't he be in the top five at number five in the power rankings? Uh, that, that is fair. They've got Kyle Larson at six, and this is interesting the way that they comment it. He's three. He's got three top fives in the last four races. That's a little bit surprising given how he's run. It's like he's kind of just flown under the radar. His car hasn't been good enough to win. His his car's been good enough to get a top five, though. And, you know, is he back? Is, has he even left? He How many eight. wins did he have last season, though? Well, if we're comparing it to last year, I think he had nine, similar to what Kevin Harvick and Denny did the year before that. And I know you got to look at this season, but, you know, I, I'm i not liking that six for Kyle Larson. Is that just because he hasn't won compared to last year? I mean, he's got three out of the three top fives in the last four races, Is I would say is... Worthy enough of having a top ten spot. Now, what, obviously, whether it's six or not, I, well, sure, I don't know. top top ten. I'm I'm all for that. But number six, you know, is <laughs> as we continue to look down, eh, you know, for for somebody that I don't know, Joey Logano. They've got it seven down four spots from last week. Uh, his worst finish of the season, actually, at Talladega, finishing third, thirty second. Um, I believe is what it was, or thirtieth, or something like that. Uh, He's yet to win at Dover. He's got five top tens in the last six races there. So he's been very good at Dover, but they've got him seventh. I think Joey Logano's the one driver, I would say, out of everybody right now who's flying under the radar. And, like, Chase is obviously in, in the conversation for a championship. You've got Kyle Larson there for sure. All of a sudden, Ross Chastain, people are maybe mentioning him as a possible contender. But Joey's just kind of on the outside doing his, going about his business where if he gets hot, I mean, he might be a guy to watch as far oh, as that's, the Penske That's because he hasn't gotten hot, hot yet. You know, like yeah. you said. He's, he's been consistent, but he hasn't been winning in contention to win right. regularly. You know, he's he's racking up points. He's He's got he's got decent finishes at, at, at most of the, the tracks. And, and if you look at his history at Dover, you know, okay, you know, with, with solid finishes despite being winless <laughs> – you know, I, I think I think seven's a good spot. I, I wouldn't have put him any higher, you know, seeing that it was a four-spot drop, you know, a season high of two. You know, maybe at the early beginning of the season, you know, you always go into Do- uh, Daytona. He's he's a, a former Daytona champion. Yep. He's a Cup Series <laughs> champion. Okay, you know, but I, I think seven's a good spot for Legato. They got Alex Bowen at eight, and ironically, we're going to Dover. Last driver to win at Dover, Alex Bowman. Led 98 laps, so he may be a little bit of a dark horse for this Sunday. But eight, do you think this is a little bit high for Alex Bowman? He seems to be a guy that, like, like I think that that's just the way that not 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 that he I won't go as far as saying he's backing into wins, but he runs around the top 10, top 15, and out of nowhere he's there inside the top, well inside the top 10 with 15 laps to go, and he's got a chance. That's kind of the way that he goes about his business. Is eight fair? They got him ahead of Truex. Checker flag and trophy don't care who wins. That's true. I, I would not put him ahead of Martin Truex Jr. Personally, no. personally, I wouldn't do it. He, I of, think course, of course, then again, <laughs> you you can't base it on going into this week. I know, you but you got to look at the entire season. You got <laughs> Alex Bowman, who has a win, despite how he got the win. He has a win. He's got a one in the column. You look at Martin Truex Jr who has a goose egg in the wing column for the 2022 wins season. Wins to me are, I, if I'm looking at power rankings, I'm looking at consistency more more than wins. That's just me. Because if you win one, if McDowell win, wins a race, there's no way that he's going to jump into the top 10 or top 15. It's, that's not going to happen. 
and he, but he has a win. So I, I think that when, for me at least, when it comes down to power rankings, I'm looking at consistency. They got Martin Truex Jr. at nine. It's his season low. Um, but McDowell could, though. He could uh, jump into that because, I mean, as of a, a right now. A top 10 driver? Uh, well, not top 10, but top 15. Uh, and the reason I say that is because right now he's only sitting in 23rd in points. He's he, not that far off. You and, would jump him over Eric Jones? You would jump him over Cindric. Eric Jones isn't even in the top 15. I know we're not supposed to compare to previous seasons, but was he not a playoff driver last year? That's because he was oh. he not was he not in contention? Was you know he what? not was he not basically there at Talladega this past weekend? Oh, was he not there at Dayton? Well, this is where we get this is where we get a little. We still got another race in Daytona coming up in August. No offense, but had if Brad wasn't an idiot and wrecked the whole field at that Daytona 500, or then, well, whatever it is, <laughs> it, it involved Brad Keselowski, ironically, yet, yet again. McDowell doesn't win that race, and, and and that's not to say I want to take the win away from him, but he is a speedway, he's a super speedway, very, he's very good at super speedways, knows how to drive them, and credit to him for winning it. Not is, he one of the be- is he a top 15 driver in the Cup Series? No, he's not. You still have one he, he race at Daytona, least... which is in the regular season, and you still have a Talladega playoff race. <laughs> he, he he is a top ten super speedway driver, for sure. But overall, I wouldn't say he's top fifteen. Look, you, Lars, outside... if you want to sponsor me on the podcast, <laughs> you don't you have go. to have anything yeah. to do with Drew. You don't have I to. will I will show my love for loves every week. <laughs> I love loves. I, I I stopped there when no, when clearly, I was driving to Atlanta. You I tell don't. You, I don't. You were you were not a you were not loving McDriver here. Uh, no, so they, they got Austin Dillon at 10, and he's been driving good. But the rest of the top, I, he, you can't. Kevin Harvick's at 11, Al, Almarola at 12, Briscoe at 13, Reddick at 14, which I think is a little low for him. Uh, McDowell's not better than any of those guys. I, I'm just saying. But we, we go to Kevin Harvick. Should he be in the top 10, or do you like Austin Dillon there at 10 instead? I mean. Consistency? Again, Austin Dillon's been way, has been better as of late. If you're if you're looking at the consistency, you got to put him there. You know, if if you're using the same argument with with Austin Dillon that you just used with yep. with Michael McDowell, <laughs> you know, you you have to. He's got three top fives. He's got five top tens, and we're ten races into the season. He's another he's, driver he's that's flying. Five hundred. He's flying underneath. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there, there is your top 10, and I mentioned some of the top 15 as well. I guess to go through the top 20 if you want to do it uh, real quick. They got Eric Jones at 16. They've got Kurt Busch at 17. Christopher Bell at 18. Denny Hanlon at 19. Daniel Suarez at 20. Bubba Wallace not inside the top 20. Um, Kurt's an interesting spot, too, because 23-11 is not really in a that great of a spot. I mean, they, they haven't had very good finishes. Denny Hamlin obviously hasn't had very good finishes. That's why he's out of the top 15 and almost out of the top 20. Is there anybody who's surprising you from this list that's not higher up or somebody that didn't make it that you're a little bit surprised about? You know, my my big thing is... To end, to end the podcast with I, this final I, thought? I was going to say, you know, we've we've slowly been seeing Austin Sendrick dropping down as, as hot as he was early in the season. And to see... He had only ever been as high as as 10 on the power rankings. He wins Daytona, comes back the very next week with a pole. You know, I I just I feel like at some point earlier in the season, 
he should have been higher and then continues to click off and, and drop down. Tyler Reddick, again, how is how is he not at least top 10? You know, See, if, if there was one driver that's in the top 10 who I could sub out for him, whether you put him somewhere else or not, it's Alex Bowman. Yeah. But, again, Reddick and – I wonder. I wonder how they go about these rankings because you look at the the way that they finish, and it makes sense that that he's not in the top ten if you're going off finishes alone. But I, I think it's unfair to go off just finishes for for a top t- for a power ranking. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit unfair to do that as far as I'm concerned. And and Reddick right now I believe is outside the playoffs too. He is. He, he he's not even in the top sixteen. I think he's seventeenth. He's he's right on the edge. Yeah, Reddick is sitting at fifteenth. Oh no, so he is in. Yeah, he's he's Sorry. right. He's right on the bubble, but that's that's based on on just driver standings. Oh, if okay. You, if you look at it, he is he is one point out at seventeenth, based on playoff standings with with driver wins, which is the one that matters more, I guess, if you yeah. want to categorize that. Which is so weird to me. I, it's it's weird how they, yeah, the drivers Chase Elliott's number one in points, but yeah, it doesn't matter because playoff wise, he's second. It, it you know. Yeah, I wish that they would either get they get rid of the point standings and just do playoff rankings, or get rid of the playoff stuff and just do points and just go about it that way. Because when you say a guy's first in the points, you would expect him to be first in the rankings, but when they're not, it's a little, I don't know, it throws you off a little bit. But anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the podcast. <laughs> uh, a lot to talk about uh, th- this week, I'm sure. For all we know, ne- next week when we have our podcast, Kyle Busch will be extended with Joe Gibbs and. All of the rumors He's will in be Joe lost. Gibbs will, and it will then <laughs> I don't become know if, uh, Kyle Bush and Joe Gibbs, Gibbs Bush will? Motorsports, Gibbs Bush Motorsports, Braxton Bush Motorsports, yeah. <laughs> it's Kyle and Braxton. That's what's going to happen. BBM, I, I can see that. BBM, Braxton Bush Motorsports. You think so? I mean, if if Kyle moves over and inherits Joe Gibbs. Then Kyle leaves KBM down at Braxton, rebranded. If Kyle takes over Joe Gibbs, it's a Moostradamus. Oh my goodness, (laughs) you're reaching on that. That's a that's a big reach. Well, uh, that's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you for listening very much. Uh, For Big Moose, I'm Drew. Wild week. Look, looking forward to Dover. We'll recap that, and then we'll look ahead to Darlington as the next week throwback weekend. I love throwback weekend. Sick paint schemes as well. I don't think Larson's released a paint scheme. I wish either. it would go back under the lights, though. Yeah, that, that's really disappointing. Looking at the schedule, that. there's so much races that are not under the lights that were traditionally under the lights. We're gonna have to rank the paint schemes for next week. Are they gonna be out early um, enough? If not, then we might have to do it afterwards and just rank the best paint. I don't know. We're they're, they're, we're gonna do something as far as the paint schemes are concerned for sure. We'll rank the paint schemes pre-race and post-race with the strike. Which, which ones are the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Cleanest versus. Uh, the two tough to tame stripes of course but all right anyways uh, yep thank you for tuning into the podcast we'll catch you next week for another episode of the side draft podcast